Welcome to the Roll for Crit podcast. This is the place to be if you want to hear about board games, card games, RPGs. At least it is for the next 90 minutes or so. After that, I'm afraid you're going to have to look elsewhere because it's our final episode of this official branch of the Roll for Crit podcast. My name is Jonathan Estes. I'm Will Keeler. And for everyone who's tuned in to this one and as well as tuned into our previous ones, thank you so much for giving us the chance to brighten your ears and give you some board game news kickstarters and other silly shenanigans yeah we've your ears are so bright you're like rudolph but for ears <laughs> out there uh the the laughter you're hearing is that of our guest this week joining our party he's a roll for crit producer editor and friend ivan han hey hey my ears are so bright right now <laughs> We got, we're all bright-eared and bushy-tailed getting ready for, for a show. Uh, so we, you know, we alluded to it last week at the end of the podcast. And if you're following our YouTube channel, you saw a whole video. But if you're, if you're just one of these freaks who only listens to the audio podcast, first of all, sorry to break the news to you this way. Uh, second of all, that is indeed the case. It is the, the sad truth of it. This is the last episode of our podcast. We do appreciate you joining us. Uh, but officially ivan and myself we are exiting the roll for crit train and uh will is going to continue on with youtube and other avenues over there at rollforcrit.com but for the audio enjoyment and this format that you've been listening to for about a year i believe uh, maybe maybe just about a year a little over under including bonus episodes and such we've been entertaining you hopefully but this is it this is the end this is the finale so that's why we've, we've got the whole the whole gang together here. And uh, we can we can say our goodbyes at the end of the show. But the rest of it, we're just going to do business as usual. You're still going to get one last episode of all the good news and stuff that you've come to expect. And that also includes at the top, one last time checking in with our podcast mascot, Roland F. Criterion. We began the show just rolling dice for no reason at all. And now we have a, a physical personification. Well, not physical exactly. He's still imaginary, uh, but he is a guy we created to in D&D. &D. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe he's like Santa. Maybe you believe in him, maybe you don't. <laughs> uh, or God, I suppose. Anyway, uh, Roland has been on all kinds of adventures. He's, uh, he's led a revolution. He's escaped cannibalism. Uh, ultimately, he wound up settling down and starting a board game business, and now he's looking to retire. And uh, I, I think he sold his company off last week. So, mm -hmm. Ivan, I'm, I'm leaving it up to you, or at least for the first pitch. What do you think Roland should do with his retirement now after after he's, you know, he's had a long life. He's, he's all the way at level three. <laughs> what, <laughs> what's he going to do now as he rides off into the sunset? Should he relax or just I go mean, to the live in Fiji? What's he going to do? I mean, normally people go to Florida, but that's a little not so great right now. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe, you know, just, uh, yeah, like go to Fiji, <laughs> I guess Fiji's what we're choosing or drink Fiji water, um, at that point, but yeah, uh, maybe start a new, a new adventure. You oh, know. so you, so he's, so you want him to, it, this is like a, it's a goodbye, but he's going to, he's going to have right off into the sunset, like a, like a, like a light adventure, maybe an adventure in like whittling stuff. Okay. Maybe he okay. could whittle, whittle dice. I think what we should do is is roll for the rest of Roland's life. 
<laughs> somehow a, wow. a zero oh, man. comes this up. Is, this is <laughs> maybe the biggest a... role in D&D history. <laughs> Just... can, we, can we get advantage? Um, Negative yeah. five. <laughs> sure. We'll, we'll give advantage. You know what? You know what? Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> One die roll, no bonuses, straight up. It's like real life. It's rough out there. Roland's retirement and uh, just the rest of his entire life. We're just going to find out how it goes. Now, does he you have sure? a favorite? You don't want me to get, do a second roll for advantage. No, I think this is I think this is where I, it is. I think you want me to. No, I, I want fate to decide. Uh, uh, does it count if it hit my keyboard? <laughs> yes. Well, then um, it's not going to end well for him. It's a two. <laughs> no i think it's good i think it's good <laughs> hey listen sometimes not everyone can you know survive and be around forever sometimes <laughs> your your check doesn't come in i think roland you know he yes, had a lot but of we're money. the gods of this world so we have the option to maybe make that check come in well you know partially uh if, if you if you want to do it but i in my in my opinion it's not canon <laughs> roland wanders into a cave after his adventures and Rocks he gets eaten by something dies. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a. Sometimes that's how it goes. But then he gets, you know what? Then you get to roll a new character. So that's the that's the silver lining there. That's the light at the end of that tunnel. Sure. Rolling the second. That's how it. That's how it is in the world, in life, and in role playing. You have a character for a while. Th they end up dead. You make a new one. You right. know, there's a, there's a little bit of a moral there for all. But hey, stuff. listen. If we've seen, we've all seen movies. This character well, might come back. <laughs> His if hands we, might come yeah. out of the lava and you might see him. <laughs> we haven't seen uh tell you what, if you want to, why don't you roll for Roland's uh, resurrection? <laughs> it's a sure. One. Sure. We'll that's, see what that's happens. the advantage I'll give you. Um, I, I mean, it's higher, but it's a 13. At, I think that means he comes back evil yeah, or a we'll zombie. Yeah. That's that. We'll let the viewer interpret that one. All right. So uh, viewers farewell. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, well, let's table that. They, I don't know if they're viewers. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, goodbye, Roland. Thank you for all the help you've given us, and sorry for putting you through everything we've put you through. But now we'll bid adieu to him and continue on to our news roundup. Everybody, please rise for the news roundup. News roundup. That's right. We have board game news to discuss from the past week. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about is April Fool's Day. Everybody likes to get in on the fun online April Fool's Day, which was this past Friday, and come out with some ridiculous, silly announcement that's not real. And board game companies, there's a whole bunch of them that had some fun and interesting, goofy, fake announcements. The few that I want to highlight to start are the few that are actually real that were announced in April Fool's Day. Some are jokey. Some are actual products that you can get. So what do you mean then by real? Now I'm I, confused. I mean, not fake. Like it is a product you can buy as opposed to oh. a joke image. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that clear? <laughs> yeah, no, because I thought when you said like real as in just like they announced it. <laughs> <laughs> no, some of, the, some of these are jokes. Some of them are jokey. But they're real things. Okay. I remember thinkgeek.com used to do that for a while. They would say, like, oh, these are the four products that are, are stupid and we're not going to make them. And then one of those four products would get made every year. And yeah, like, yeah. I remember the Tauntaun sleeping bag, yeah. <laughs> I think was one of those. Uh, so, yeah, so some of these real ones we've got Fantasy Flight announced Spider Ham 
is coming to Marvel Champions. So this is a, a new individual character pack uh, to coming after the new Spider-Verse set that's coming out real shortly. Uh, so you'll be able to play as Peter Porker slash Spider-Ham. This, this is uh, a real a real pack you will be able to buy, not a joke. Uh, Stonemaier Games also announced and released a new set of frisbees to be used uh in frisbee golf or disc golf i guess is what the <laughs> professionals <laughs> call it uh and each frisbee is based on a stonemeyer game i'm pretty sure they're all sold out right now but i think they're going to do a new printing of them uh also peterson games came out with a set of air fresheners based on lovecraft so there's grape cthulhu and mellow king in yellow for example that uh, have uh, Lovecraft monster-themed scents that you could purchase hmm. and and hang from your rearview mirror. And uh, rule sets as well, so you can actually use them as game pieces. There you of go. Course. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a pretty good one. Uh, Ivan, did you see any any of these or any of the other April Fool's things board game related uh, that maybe, maybe some of them fooled you? <laughs> so the spider ham thing, that reminds me of, didn't the Simpsons make this joke years <laughs> well, ago, Spider Pig, for the Simpsons movie? Well, they they did make a joke, Spider Pig, but there is also actually a Spider Ham character in the, the Spider Man comics. That, so, I, there is, yeah, I the, think, yeah, yeah, I think I mean, he actually is pretty old, but he got sort of um, he's he was repopularized, yeah, in the the new Spider into the Spider Verse movie that came out a few years ago, and they're well, also and even now, before that, uh, the Spider Verse crossover, big sure, crossover sure. thing. They're yeah. also the same company now. <laughs> that's true well, yes. Simpsons Mar you know but you know they did not just take the Simpsons joke and make it real <laughs> this is this have is any the of the newer Simpsons decided that they're now canon within like the Marvel or Star Wars universe yet have they had episodes about that I mean I they've had know. shorts there's been like Maggie and Star Wars on Disney yeah. plus but normally like I'm on season 24 of the Simpsons but I usually use it to fall asleep if that tells you anything <laughs> it's white noise uh so uh Anyway, so yeah, nothing really uh, stood out to me. I didn't usually at the end of the day on April Fool's Day, I go on Google and just, you know, give me the full list of April Fool's jokes that happened today because I usually either don't notice them or I don't go to those websites that have them. And uh, none of the, the, the tabletop ones came up in these buzzfeed lists or whatever websites <laughs> they're, that well they're definitely if you're not looking for them and right. you're not in the board game world like you're not on the board game twitter all day long you know <laughs> you're not gonna yeah no other sites aren't really gonna talk about them probably but these are uh, fairly big companies at this point you don't think uh yeah. fantasy flight or any other things would leak into maybe but i don't know board games are still so relatively niche of a, of a thing uh uh I, it, it doesn't have the you know the the pomp and circumstance, the bombast of a, yeah. of a Google joke or whatever. <laughs> I mean, even video game companies don't leak into those a lot of times. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, what about, Will, any, any, any one of these that you like and think are funny? Any favorites? Uh, in per particular, I'm more of a fan of these that are like, it's silly, but you, you can buy it because mm -hmm. it, 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 it First of all, it, it you know, if you're like the collector, it's like, ooh, look at something fun and weird to buy because I like spending money. <laughs> but it's it's almost like it feels like it's less of joking like we tricked you and more like this is something silly that we could never do any other day. Right. It's like taking advantage of being able to make something that's 
not real, so to speak. Well, I feel like these are some of these ideas, like Codename Solo, are like <laughs> ideas they had in their uh, in their their rooms, their writers' rooms, and they're like, "Oh, wait, we actually can't do that." <laughs> writers' room, yeah. Codename Solo is one of my favorites. They have they put up an actual instruction booklet for it, and of you know, it's it's very funny. It's just like a page of it does not function as a real game because right. <laughs> it really wouldn't work, but I, it's funny. That was one of my, you favorites. know, we, I, I, I want a, uh, you know, the, uh, code name show that we were on a while back on Tim real to do a solo of just him playing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to yeah. do that in I, video I, yeah. form. That wouldn't be that hard. Just have you versus you and do a twin, uh, <laughs> a twin split screen. Thing. Tim, call me. I could do this. <laughs> I just like the way the way they phrase it. They're like, yeah, there's no rule. You could just uh, put the colors that you want on top of the words, no matter what it is, just so you'll win. That's the just, strategy. Just do whatever. But you could you could totally do this and like somehow in VR. Just to, I guess you would just play yourself or play a computer. Would you be would, really yeah, good. you would need an app. You would need a yeah. You'd need a oh yeah. I mean that's different. To making a whole computer. I mean like I played Mysterium Solo because the video game. Is there a version of code names weirdly can... works? Uh, I don't know if there's a digital code name uh, like on the official. website. Yeah, I mean, like that is like playing it single player style, like an app or something. Because that'd be interesting. That'd be cool for like while you're on a road trip or something, like on your phone. It's. I like think that game. It's too hard because it's too. You can't teach a computer to come up with clues because all the clues are like subjective and stuff you know it would be yeah it, it's definitely hard it requires but... the human or it would lose that element it would be too much like well these are just things that are blue you know right. like it wouldn't be as fun or it'd be uh, very ai sorry yeah i uh, just uh some of the other ones uh that i enjoyed uh a board game arena uh, announced a microchip implant that would vibrate your hand when it's your turn. And also when, <laughs> if you shake hands with someone in real life, they get added to your friends list. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like that. Yeah, I was like, I would put that in my wrist right now. Yeah, that sounds kind of cool. Well, 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 hold on. <laughs> if if Google just came like, yeah, we yes. have a chip. Yes, I'm signing How up. much yes. long? Yeah, like I was like, how many, how much do they need to say to, to win Nothing. you over? No, I've I'm not shy about this. I've I've no, made it yeah. known. I give me the brain implant. I'm ready. I, I want it. I don't care. Cyberize <laughs> me, Captain. I want I want the good and the bad. I want cyberpunk to be real. I'm. I'll I'm take ready. sword art online any day. No, 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 no. You do not. You do not <laughs> want that. No. Um, of, there... of all the worlds you could choose, and not right. even for dystopian reasons, why would you choose that one? Yeah, like Ready Player show. One. Ready player exactly. One. So uh, there, I I will tell you there is one. There was one April Fool's Day joke that actually got me, <laughs> that I genuinely <laughs> believed. Which and, one? Th and that was I don't know if you guys also saw this in your email inboxes. Uh, a release from Gen Con, uh, who announced an Underworld expansion for this year's convention. I probably skipped over it, like because uh, we get so many emails from Gen Con. <laughs> Yeah, they said that they announced an expansion of event space via an underground portal to the netherworld located deep beneath the Indiana Convention Center. Now, bear with me. <laughs> I forgot what day it was. Obviously, I understand there's no netherworld portal. Right. You thought it was like, oh, it's like they're, yeah, they're I, spacing I, it up. I thought this was their cutesy way of announcing that they are going to have basement space. 
and like have a whole new area. And I was like, oh, wow, interesting. Until like two thirds of the way through, I finally realized that they just kept talking about this underworld portal. And I was like, your eyes slowly go to the right of your computer going, oh, I forgot what day today is. Oh, it's not real. They even have merch, I believe they're selling now with Gen Con underworld on it. So, but, so they but got you, me. They got me. There was something that got me because usually I tend to just stay offline. But I remember reading something like <laughs> a good quarter halfway through and be like, wait a minute. No, oh, this is probably a joke. Like I was in, I'm like, oh, this sounds, it. oh wait. Board game related or non board I can't game? remember. That's the thing. I just remember that feeling of being like, wait. Oh. That feeling oh. of being an idiot. But you know what? Like <laughs> I'm so, because I've been online forever, I, I, I always look to get got. <laughs> but it doesn't work because I'm like, oh, I know what day it is. Yeah, no, it's it's not. Rainbow Fools is not as much about actually fooling anyone anymore. It's more just like, here's a funny little joke. You know, it's marketing. <laughs> yeah, that too. My my other favorite one I also have to shout out is Leader Games announced on Board Game Geek. They have a post announcing new products, corner boards. <laughs> um. <laughs> What? And the way it's written, corner boards for all their games. And it's it's a joke, but reading it, I was like, they're uh, kind of uh, making fun. But it is, I think this is something that Will would actually love <laughs> if they made this. What is a corner? Yeah, read it for me. I'll explain. So essentially, it's a board. It's like literally a piece, a corner piece that attaches to a bo- game board. And the idea is so that um, players play on that corner board and you have your own personal space and you're not... T- interacting on the main board uh and so like from the press release recently cole and i were discussing how we could expand our current games and of course rid them of player interaction uh and just for example uh for root uh one of root's signature features is entanglement which forces players to interact with each other as space on the board becomes limited cole has always hated this and considered it a failure of his design but now he has a chance to correct this mistake with roots all new corner boards and on and on like this like for all of their games they have detailed information about how you don't have to worry about interacting with anyone anymore you just get your own little board in the corner <laughs> to do your thing <laughs> and this um, was put out by the designers of that game yeah 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 <laughs> see i love when that happens because that just shows a company can make fun of itself Right, uh, that right. I actually disagree. I feel like they're not making fun of themselves; they're making fun of people who don't like their games. I knew I set it up for you to be offended by it. It's my fault. I, <laughs> I, there's nothing wrong with it. But I mean, that's you know, I'm just you love the vagabond. That's his thing. He's he does his own thing and yeah. doesn't get entangled with people. It's 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 not. I'm not criticizing you, but it does. You know, I, some games I like that they don't have interaction. But you know, that's what the that's what that is what the most leader games are based off of you know so it's it's also it's just the, the general wording but yeah i mean you know it's a joke <laughs> april fools gotcha it's not real uh so i don't know i they they also went like they wrote a lot <laughs> they i feel like they put more effort into it than some companies who just did you know here's a little photoshop right uh, uh so i i appreciated the amount of text that they spat out from it. Uh, Was so, there any yeah. stuff that wasn't a board game that got you this year? I didn't even honestly remember seeing anything else. Neither do I, because like, <laughs> I remember I used to get stopped by Google every year, but I don't have a Google, like I don't go to google.com anymore. Like I have my Google homepage. So like I only go to like a set number of sites that I go to. I don't like. Yeah. Well, I feel like the, the what little I did see most of the times were less like it's a joke and almost just 
dark satirical, like someone tweeting like, hey, everyone, everything's great. And I totally agree with what's going on right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. But uh, anyway, fun. It's a lot of fun. There was a new um, I watched Mystery Science Theater on April Fool's Day. That's sort of that's not really a joke. <laughs> that's true. All right. So uh, once again, board games had a lot of fun this year. I, I always I like it. I think I think they always have funny little jokes. I, I like to see them all. I don't know why. And I mean, I guess you like you said, Ivan, um, uh, I forget the website you said, but like think they actually they tend to make something physical mm-hmm. usually. But see, I it I like that. And I also don't like it because like it kind of takes because people are looking for them to actually make it. Like so, it's, well, they it, don't always making... make something. They only make it if they actually are. Though, like the one time I've I've read where they didn't already have it ready to go, was okay. the Arkham Horror Puppy one. Just because everyone likes dogs so much, they're like, dude, this will sell, right? <laughs> and anything Star Wars. I don't. I think they've done an April Fool's Star Wars thing. Well, th- Think Geek used to do that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's it's yeah. It's fun. <laughs> I, it's fun when they do the real things, but you know, uh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it is a little confusing because it's like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, is it, I know it's a joke, but is it a joke? Is it is it a joke, but it's real? <laughs> Which where are we landed on this fence here? Right, because um, especially if it's something that you're like, oh, I wish they made. Oh, you wait, you're not making. Oh, it? and you know what's another fun problem with that? Time zones. <laughs> I see people better. post things. I'm like, oh. this is not what what is is this a joke? It's see, it's March 31st. That's the new meta is you you do your jokes on the 31st. That's how you get people. Oh. You just move the day without telling anybody. No, no, it's still there April 1st. Because they're like in Europe or <laughs> No, something. but I'm saying okay. I think we should companies now need to start putting it out on their March 31st just to trick people. We're too it savvy. Ter- it. it just seems like it'd just be constantly moving then. And then, then <laughs> yeah. you never ca- I mean, should That's you right. anything, but it's even going to be worse. Well, it'll just be one day. It'll just, it'll just, every once, I just think it'll be fun if every once in a while we people just lie to each other. <laughs> every now and then you need to get gut. Yeah. It keeps you on your feet. It's just some old fashioned pranking. Okay, that's enough April Fools. We're we're out of Thanks. April Fools now, uh, and now we're going to talk about news that is real. The rest of this podcast Are will you be sure real, factual. No more jokes. <laughs> we're talking about the return of the Magic: The Gathering Pro Tour, which has been out of commission for a couple of years now, uh, mainly due to, you know, the whole pandemic thing that went on. They've been focusing on the digital side of things, but now they have announced Wizards of the Coast is coming back with the new Pro Tour season, uh, which will be starting this year and then eventually leading up to the regional and world championships, which are going to start occurring uh, in 2023. So big deal for Magic players. Of course, they have a lot of caveats about, you know, the state of the world. Scheduling may change. Who knows? Mm. Depending on where it is. Nothing is ever 100% set in stone anymore in this world. But right now, it seems this is what they're doing going forward. Will, why is this a big deal? Or how big a deal is this for for Magic players? So going back. The first reason is because the pandemic was actually not why this stopped. This stopped before the pandemic, and it's very annoying and confusing. But pretty much beforehand, and I'm talking like way early in Magic's history, the Pro Tour was 
you could just go, if you do well at a Friday Night Magic, you can go to a Pro Tour. If you do well at the Pro Tours, you can then go to the GP, I think it was, which is like where you had the chance to win like a million dollars. It was mm-hmm. that like anyone can make it there if you played well enough. Then sometime, I uh, I think it was after 2010, they they ended the Pro Tour and started, I think it was called the Mythic Cup. And it was, remember the flow chart for uh, Oath? You mean the, uh, yes, the included chart that tells you about combat. Yeah, I think that was more simple than how you got into the Mythic Cup. (laughs) It seemed like really what it needed to be, you need to already be known as one of the best players or a streamer. Like it was less about your chance to get in and more about them trying to capitalize on named players. Mm-hmm. And that pissed off a lot of people because they're like, I want to be able to have my shot at getting in. And that's been like it for quite some time. And also then they attached arena to it, which people don't like arena for multitude of reasons. And now that they're bringing this back, a lot of people are really happy because it means that in essence, there's a higher chance for anyone. Obviously, as you said, societal reasons, game shops near you, everything like that, but that you could be invited to join into the GP. It's like a much, it's a much clearer road to the, to the, like the pro championship. Yeah. Yeah. Ivan, what do you think? You're going to, anyone can do it. You're going to sign up. No, <laughs> um, I have very uh, 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 weird thoughts about magic, the gathering in general. <laughs> Um, my thing being, I wanted to ask Will, do, I, I don't know anything about magic All the little that I do, it's nowhere near what people actually know. Do people who strictly play magic, the gathering get angry very easily? <laughs> so it seems like every, like there's something going on in my town, which I'm not going to mention where I am or what's going on. But people who play Magic are very upset at local game stores and are protesting so bad that one closed. All I know is 80% of the time, if there's a Magic-related story, which I don't know about and Will is telling me about it, it it has something to do with fans being mad <laughs> about it, something Wizards is doing. <laughs> so that always um, seems to Outside be the of the recent Reddit controversy, they've actually been pretty happy, to well, my knowledge. Well, maybe you just never talk about the, the good news. <laughs> I mean, well, like Kamagawa news- was a, a slam dunk. Um, I mean, there was the delays and stuff, but I don't I, I've never heard anyone complain too much about that. But I feel like even like not even just like what you talk about, but like from what the Internet posts, it's never like stuff that hits the headlines is never happy things. <laughs> it's always I, like, oh, someone stole this. This idea is bad. This card has been. It's one of those. I, I do think that's a lot less the magic the gathering because i actually get that feeling one of the reasons why i made the mistake of visiting the like dark souls beforehand and Mm. playing monster hunter going to that reddit was Mm -hmm. a bad choice Uh, like there just comes a point when you focus all you can do is like discuss why the meta is great or why this is terrible like it it happens whenever you hyper focus that said the store thing is very odd I can understand maybe one store and it could be like something because, you know, something that could happen anywhere. You just have a bad store near you. Right. But you made it sound like it's in general, they're angry at the stores around them, which there shouldn't be like unless all the magic players around you are really grumpy about they didn't get their April 1st um, Unfinity cards. 
I know this has been going on for a while now. Yeah, I, 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 I have no idea. But I mean, in, but in general, like whenever I read and and magic people are, if, if, look, there are there fine. are definitely some, but, but I, I at least in my opinion, going on looking online, there isn't a significant compared to me i mean yes there are nicer fandoms right but i wouldn't say it stands out in being like unusually worse <laughs> i think it's part of it's the nature of the internet you're always going to see the the, the snarky cynical it, commenters yes. and right. uh, well I, I don't even say nature of the internet i would put it in a column anytime there is competitive fandom yeah right that just breeds certain kinds of people unfortunately competitive and a big money market like yeah, this isn't but just though, a game this is a this is how people make their lives the, the, i mean some people make their lives and i'm not counting like streamers and stuff oh, no, i mean like people who are usually using magic cards just like bitcoin basically <laughs> yeah well yeah that's the other there's that there's that is a probably one of the biggest clashes there's the the economic magic players who are the bane to the I want to play a game magic players. Mm -hmm. uh, Jigsaw? <laughs> yes, exactly. Terrifying. You know, in, so in there you was is a black lotus at the bottom of a tube of syringes. <laughs> <laughs> they do well, I mean, the recently the whole subreddit thing, I'll I'll just quickly go over. Uh they're apparently in the subreddit the using the word proxy would get you banned because uh, one per one mod apparently that. took it as like that usually meant you're selling fakes when, which is possible. But, you know, usually when I talk with the people I play magic with, when we mean proxy, we mean, oh, I don't want to take out my one copy of my one commander deck card and another. So I wrote, uh, you know, counter spell and what it is on a piece of paper. You know, yeah. like it's not it's not an actual card. Like things like that is what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, there are definitely some high-strung people, but like I said, it's I haven't noticed few it. Few and be, far between, right? Not few and far between, maybe, but just not unique to Magic. Mm. Right, right. I'd say, but yeah. no, I will not be joining the the champion. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna get a pre-bought, pre-built deck. I, I'm just gonna. Go I think the big thing that's gonna be interesting about this is at least to my knowledge, all previous ones usually revolved around the standard format. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And recently over time, most people now play commander. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, is it going to be like as big as it was in its heyday or be like, um, was it gamma? We're, no, it wasn't gamma. We were talking about, I can't remember. We were talking about some like big convention. Oh, the Oscars we talked about in the last, uh, my favorite gaming convention. <laughs> no, but like how the, the number count was still low. Like, are, is it going to be, like, too little, too late? Like, I think we're we were talking about Gamma. I, about I don't remember that. Gamma talking about I definitely remember we talked about the Oscars because it's, like, this year's was, like, second to worst. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Gamma was I also know, low numbers, but, yeah. I know I always feel uncomfortable going Commander. <laughs> All right. Anyway, if you want to sign up for the uh, Magic the Gathering uh, tournaments, you can go to your local game store or check out the site for details. And they also will, for this one, they're going to have a way to qualify digitally, too. So they are incorporating Arena and Magic Online into this, which is which is also interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but details and all that stuff is uh, forthcoming. All right. So, you know, it, it's interesting to see all these big things go back to, even though you said it's... Um, didn't go away 
just because of COVID, it still feels like, oh, there's the world is at least pretending it's going back to normal right now. What is normal anymore? I don't know. Let's talk about a couple of uh, new games. The two new game announcements from Uva Rosenberg. What a thing. You've got to talk about Uva Rosenberg, the man, the myth, the legend. First, uh, we heard tell of Agricola 15 for Agricola's 15th anniversary classic farming worker placement game from Lookout Games. Agricola 15 is a new big box anniversary edition, which includes, of course, the original or actually it's the revised edition of the original game, plus a couple of expansions and a bunch of promo cards. It doesn't have everything in it. You're going to have to still, if you have other some of the other expansions, or they're also, I think, reprinting some of the expansions later this year, uh, they will fit in the box, but they do not come with it. But uh, there's that coming out. And also, Uwe Rosenberg has a new design on a game called Framework. So I feel like this is the... This is like now the sister game to Patchwork, maybe. Uh, this is a tile placement game. Every tile has uh, different frames on it, uh, and some of them have multiple frames of different colors. And you are placing them into your own personal tableau, and the frames, the tiles have uh, different conditions. So it might be like, this tile needs to be next to two green frames. And if you do that, if you place them in the right way, you get those points. Uh, but there's sort of a chaining aspect where uh, if you have multiple greens in a row, like they all connect to each other. So three greens in a row could be connected to one tile, even if they're not touching it by this chain connection. I don't know, kind of an interesting sort of a puzzle mechanic. I thought sounded kind of fun. Two new Uvas. What do you think, <laughs> Ivan? Excited? Are, are you are you going ooh, ooh, ooh? For Uva, I couldn't. I tried. I couldn't come up with the word, so I just made the noise. <laughs> nope, you're done. <laughs> um, I'm excited for Agricola. Um, I, I I love every time that hits the table. I didn't realize it was 15 years old. It's pretty old. Um, old game. Jay Jay Leno. Do you hear? Uh, do you hear the the hands of time clicking for us? Oh, every day. Seconds. Every day I wake up. Except we weren't playing it 15 years ago. We, when we played it, it was already a classic. So, <laughs> Well, that's what I wasn't sure about because we, we've we had it for a while. That's like the old version. There's been more updates since then, yeah. So the version you or Will has is the older version? Yeah, I think that's more or less the original edition. And there's been a few... A few new additions with like some of them they just changed the card some of them they mm. changed the art there's been all kinds of craziness because <laughs> this would be another one i would love to see hit the table again too um but i am excited the box looks thick <laughs> it oh, looks yeah. from that the second picture it looks it does look extra extra large um but it, it i'm happy they're doing another version of it like a 15 anniversary and you know that's that's amazing and and framework looks kind of cool yeah, Framework is not exactly the game that you look at and go like, oh, this is going to light up the charts or anything. It's uh, right. artistically, aesthetically, it's, uh, you know, I'll just say kind of bland. But but it sounds like the kind of, you know, if you like those, if you like a patchwork or an Azul, it's 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 that sort of a thing. Nova Luna, which was also mm. very similar. I think it it'll looks scratch that itch. Quick, like a good in-between game. Yeah. And yeah. it says it's one to four players so you oh, can yeah, solo mode. mode this yeah the rule book is online so you can see how that works uh what do you think will for, for, for well 
uh, framework. I, I I think it is that abstract, but looks cute, and I'm definitely willing would uh, be curious to try it out. Because that's the thing. I feel like with abstract games, because you can't just be, obviously be like, oh, it's Cthulhu. I probably would like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're either like, I'm either going to sit down and be like, oh, okay, I get it. Or like, oh, wow, this is really fun. I like, say, I think if you read the rule book, you will know exactly how yes, it's to play. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm being more general with like yeah, abstract. Yeah. Uh, the Agricola box thing, I think is, a, I like the idea. I mean, yes, it looks big. And I don't know how big, like, cause it, only because in my head when I see it, it looks identical to the Descent box, uh, <laughs> the big cube. Yeah, I don't so, think it's a full cube. It right, looks more, no, but like just the way that has that, like the um, the lid doesn't fully close. Yes, it's and like it's designed gap. that way. Yeah, but I like that. It's like it says base game expansions, promos, and stuff. Things for decks, and like, because I remember when they made the new version, they had the decks, so that was the thing that made me. It confused me a little bit just because it's Agricola is not the kind of thing I think of with multiple expansions. I'm still confused because there's also because there's a lot of cards that people th- say are just straight up overpowered or underpowered. And so then there's all these like different. Oh, you should use this deck and this deck and then add this deck in. And I never knew what <laughs> what exactly like the I- I'll have, you know, my little summer hut home is totally balanced and fair. I, I, be- I believe you. Just don't forget to uh, feed your family like I did that one time. <laughs> yeah, never. You got to remember that. I mean, don't, yeah, do it. Anyway, Agricola 15th Anniversary Edition, that's going to be launching its spiel this year and framework also sometime in 2022. I don't know when. So look for those, all you Uva heads out there. And finally, uh, one sad note to go out on for the news roundup. Uh, designer and writer Scott Benny passed away at the age of 61, uh, apparently from pneumonia. And for anyone who doesn't know, Scott Benny was a big a name in tabletop and also digital role playing. He worked on uh, advanced Dungeons and Dragons, also the superhero RPG called Champions, uh, which he had a big part in and a big presence in. And then he later worked on video games, including some stuff for Lord of the Rings, Star Trek, uh, and also notably Fallout, the original fallout video game he apparently uh, is famous for coming up with the name of dog meat the character <laughs> the dog dog meat so hmm. that's a that's a pretty good claim to fame and there's been a lot i've seen some some very nice um you know well wishes kind of little writings about him from people who knew him and played games with him and uh he seems not having known him personally seems like he was a good guy and some some pretty cool you know uh, very, too young 61 but some cool a cool legacy to leave behind i think to have worked on all that stuff uh, yeah 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 and, so you know yeah. important for a lot of, i know for me like definitely dog meat like definitely like when i first that's a weird name and now like after playing multiple fall games like where's dog meat i need dog meat <laughs> i love dog meat he's yeah gotta, even if he runs into every landmine <laughs> you, you gotta have dog meat all right so uh r.i.p scott benny that's gonna take us out of the news roundup and in to kickstarter pickstarter oh this one looks nice it's nice it's nice it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. this one kickstarter pickstarter several projects of crowdfunding this week as always ivan is there one that you would like to highlight yes there is uh the quest kids big bads of t- Talks Cave? Am I pronouncing that right? <laughs> that Talks? looks like what it is. Yep. Talks Cave. So apparently this is a reprints 
of this uh, dungeon crawler for children as young as five years old, which seems incredible. Is that the youngest age bracket for games like this? There's well that I've seen that look like this probably. But I, I would I would guess that the like the very young kind of games maybe there's some for four years old, but mm. they probably are the ones that have like giant pieces made of foam and stuff. <laughs> well, that's what they're saying. That's one thing that stood out to me in this is that the so this is a dungeon crawler made for young kids, and the pieces are jumbo sized, so you don't have a kid you know swallowing a mini and you know issues coming from that um the video definitely got me hooked because it was music straight out of the 90s so it kind of like i was like okay what is this because the logo's kind of eh but the music definitely got me into it so the the video worked um yeah bigger components it's a good way to get kids into the uh the hobby so you can kind of like have them grow up with the game and join you later on for bigger games um yeah, so yeah. that is the Quest Kids. Yeah, it looks cute. It looks cool. It doesn't it doesn't look like a quote-unquote kids game when you just look at the components. Right. It, it has like an art style and pieces that look like, oh, that could just be any dungeon crawler with like a slightly more f- fun and uh, whimsical theme on it, Kickstarter. It doesn't look like they sacrificed gameplay and mechanics <laughs> on first glance. Like, right, you've it's, only it's, had three pieces. It's not kids Nickelodeon Nick Juniorified, you know. Yeah, yeah. So th- yeah, that could definitely be a fun one, and it's fully cooperative. So right. also and good. They, I want to point out they added a dragon character you can play as now. Hey, that's also good. <laughs> There's even a campaign, like a little campaign that comes with it. So yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a, it's a really it's a neat idea. Uh, and that one goes I wonder, for sorry. us. I'll just say seventy eight dollars. It's not bad. Uh, I wonder if the cards are waterproof. Oh, sorry. That's what the expansion. $34 is just the base. That's pretty good, especially, you know, considering like when you think about like the probably the budget of all the stuff you have to do for it's like, yeah, this is a good price to entertain my kids and hopefully keep them busy. Yeah, no, that's not a bad price at all. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, they don't doesn't I don't see anything about them being waterproof, but that's always appreciated with little kids. I because, guess. you know, little I mean, maybe a five year old is a lot better at this, but kids pick things up and goes right in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, you probably need a certain know your kid if you, they're going to be ready. For oh, and I, I didn't also say, do you like can your kid play this by themselves or does there need to be a parent involved? I don't think there's like a GM or anything, if that's what you're asking. I think if they right. knew the rules, they could theoretically play it. OK, but I, again, I think it you know depends on your kid. And the original has been out for a while now. This is just the reprint and expansion. Got it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and also, I was wrong again. <laughs> the $34 is just for the expansion. Mm. $78 mm. is for both. Uh, you may have to do an add-on or something if you just wanted the base. I'm not sure if... I don't, I don't see a pleasure. Or maybe the base is just generally base. available. Maybe. But it does say reprint in the title, so... And then 94 for three games <laughs> all right we don't need to get it you can look at it and see uh maybe they just expect if you're at if you're looking at this you probably want the base the more game. i'm reading this the more i just dive deeper yeah let's dive deeper all right well that's the quest kids what's your pick mm, i have a, a few that i really like but the let's one i'm gonna go with choose, one <laughs> i said hey 
<laughs> I got one. Because hey. it, uh, it's it's going to be another expansion, and it's the Maglev Metro, Mechs, Monorails, and more. Too many It's M's. the first <laughs> expansion pack for Maglev Metro. We did a review on this, and I really liked this game. I thought it was colorful. It was fun. And there was this really interesting way of picking up and moving workers, but also, like, you don't just deliver them. You actually have to put them on your board and designing how you assign them, and you can switch them up. This, of course, first of all, it adds mechs, which these giant mechs, which are awesome. You're in a robot city. Then you can build up trains in, like, a castle, like ancient times. And there's a Mars <laughs> and and then a moon base, and then there's like London, I think. <laughs> I, I like nothing against London. It just feels like the future, the past, Mars, Moon, London. Well, that's the and more. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it like kind of a steampunk London or something? Or maybe I just made that up. Um, uh, it, to me, honestly, like this, the lines look more like um, honestly, like 1920s New York. I forget what that. Yeah, well, I feel like a lot of steampunk uses that aesthetic. I guess it's Art Deco. That's what it is, right? Wasn't Maglev Metro like a sci-fi? Wasn't it like futuristic kind of? It was pseudo. I think the idea was it's like it's it's New York and Berlin. Yeah. I think, but like it was like we have this new train system. You're designing it, so right. it's it's future, but not like cyberpunk future. Or <laughs> right. maybe it was, but it feels more like twenty years from now future. They just have real good trains. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the boring part of the future. It's not like putting chips inside you and laser. It's the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. So the, it's a pickup and deliver game that we both enjoyed. And uh, this is just basically, yeah, it's more maps, more stuff. The most important thing to me, though, about this Kickstarter that I saw is it comes with a complete set of replacement meeples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for Because in the original game, one of our biggest issues was you had all these little passenger meeples that were like different. It's like pink, lavender, and indigo. Like it was very hard to tell them apart. And now they have a whole new set that has, they actually have designs on them too. So like little faces or little. Yeah. The robots look different. One's in a tie. One's wearing an apron. Right. Yeah. So, I completely, I can't believe I blanked. Like that is worth it to me. For that alone is worth getting this set. I like, I think like that would increase the playability of that game so much. And I'm glad that's one of those times where I, I love when a company sees those complaints and addresses it. Uh, and it would be, I mean, it'd be great if they sold those separately too, but I might, if you're going to get, I, I wouldn't be maps. surprised if we see those like, at, like later on in conventions or something and like a little exclusive little thing you can buy there. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. So yeah, but, that's, and they're calling mm -hmm. this volume one. So Clearly they... Well, I mean, if you've ever seen any train game, you know, like <laughs> Ticket to Ride Japan, like they just make map packs. Yeah. So I'm not surprised, but I am. I more than welcome it. it. Now, this is three different expansions. Each one has two maps in it, uh, or you can get all, all of them for $80 or individually mm -hmm. for $30 each. So, uh, you know. Figured, figured well, that I, mean, I mean, we'll have to see, but odds are, I'm guessing, we'll have to. See, I didn't see them say Kickstarter exclusive for these kind of. Things. Oh no, I, I don't. I, Bezier doesn't usually do that. I would expect this mm -hmm. to come to retail, which is great. So if you're like, yeah, you know what, I'm just gonna get the the Mars map, Mars and Moon, because that sounds cool. And if we keep seeing, and that way, maybe I get some of those minis too. Or mm -hmm. do the minis only come with the all in pledge? Uh, no, I think they're. Oh, uh, maybe they might only. Maybe they are. 
Maybe they are only the all in pledge. I don't know. Check out the Kickstarter page for yourself uh, to see it. Now, there is a, a pick that I want to talk about this week, but it's not exactly a game. It's a weirder sort of a thing. And I feel like I kind of want to save it for the end of the Kickstarter Kickstarter segment. So why don't we, b- before then, if anyone else will, you said you had a couple other ones, just other actual games that are being funded. All that, right. That uh, one about. was not a game, per se, but one is, and I'll do that. Uh, sure. That, this one just sounded really cool to me. I love the idea. I don't know if you saw it called Bones Deep. <laughs> I did not see Bones Deep. It is a RPG in which you are playing as skeletons that have recently been able to free themselves from their fleshy shell. That is how they word it. I could tell. <laughs> I'm like, that's and not you how we'll talk. are going to go meet together as a group of skeletons who descend beneath the waves because you don't need air anymore and explore the ocean floor. Like, it's such, it's to me, it's silly, but at the same time, it can be such a horror and dark idea as well that I just love it. And the ocean floor is like that kind of thing that, like, I feel you can do that. I, I like alien, but it's also like uncanny valley-ish close to earth. Like that is a fish. That's really weird. Like I love the idea. <laughs> it's just your, yeah. Skeleton, your skeletons exploring the ocean. Yeah. What and if you look water... at it, like the drawings, it looks like old school, like naval monsters and weird fish drawings. Wouldn't the water like, you know, wear away at your bones or something? Oh yeah. No. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, skeletons can't walk, so I think we're 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 there are many questions that need to be asked if we're gonna. <laughs> well, I believe skeletons can walk; they just need to take care of themselves. I mean, my I, my skeleton's walking right now. Anyway, currently, <laughs> yeah, I, I always do it. Go yeah, for a jog jo- when I record podcasts. Huh? You know, I'm I'm real. I'm just amazed being able to keep it up for so long. It's quite impressive. The sound volume is great. There's you don't hear any birds in the background. Uh, Ivan, was you're there... breathing. You keep up your breathing well too. <laughs> was there, were there any other ones uh, from you, Ivan, or or seed? Not, you seed the floor. <laughs> not really. I did. See, I was looking at the uh, the new cyanide cyanide and happiness. Uh, I thought you might talk about that one. Yeah, game, but. Kind of in the sense of how many games have they put out? I feel like they are two like now maybe two or three, because this kind of falls under the whole thing of like exploding kittens to me. Of what overexposure? Yeah, yeah. Well, this so like this, this new game is called Master Dater. It's on GameFound, and it's essentially it's you know it's a party game where somebody has a weird person with weird qualifications of what they want in a, in a date and everyone else has to like put together a head and a body and describe, I guess why they match those qualifications. You know, it's one of those, it's one of those. <laughs> it's, <laughs> right. it, it's, it's like a cards against humanity apples to apples, yeah, kind of that kind of party game, I guess. Right. With that yeah, yeah it's party game. Yeah. I just feel like, because I, whenever I walk into like five below or target, I feel like the market is like, especially in those stores, very saturated and stuff like this. But I want to ask your guys' opinion. Do games like this still get bought? Like, are they still crazy popular? I think so. I I mean, you do. Okay. I mean, are are you looking at the game found? It has $117,000 right now. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) 371% funded. 
Oh, maybe you, uh, maybe I need to refresh my page. I, I only, oh yeah, there it is. Now it's 156,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, absolutely people, the casual, there's still a huge casual market, far bigger than our market that right. eats these games up. Because I guess like I'm used to our gaming circle where we don't like games like this occasionally will hit the table or like there's a few that we've played so many times that like we'll bring it out just for like the fun of it but like new games like this don't really hit our tables as much yeah there are still vast numbers of people who they just they play cards against humanity and they're just happy they just play right. it every week. Because like I don't know, when's the last time we played cards? Do you you own it, right, Jonathan? No, no, I have. I, I've mm-hmm. only played other people's copies. I've I've okay. played it since I was probably like twenty four or something. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the I, I the last time I played it was when uh, our friend Alice was went to Ireland. I think. I think it was Ireland. And that's like the and age you were bracket. There? Yeah, I was, yeah there. I was there. In Ireland. <laughs> yep. We, yeah. He, no. he, he went with uh, her. like it was a goodbye party or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. But like this, I guess that's the age bracket of this. Like either yeah. in college or out just out of college. It but. could be fun, you know. I I mean, I you know, I haven't like poured over the rules. It could be a fun game, but you know, it's just I I've played these games before. Well, I mean, it's that, and also I feel. I mean, it's definitely every game, but I just feel so much more so. I'm so worried because I'm like, depending on who's at the game, I someone could just have a bad time if they don't know everyone's. They don't know the inside jokes or certain cards well, yeah. you know or even not funny cards come up that's don't why i just feel it's such a <laughs> it's a, like if this was shoot if this was in a jackbox pack i would be like oh that sounds fun but i'm not i don't want to like buy it on its own oh well, yeah, yeah i, I mean, guess that's jackbox the pack, there's something there's also because jackpot jackbox pack would have sound effects and animations that would be just hilarious yeah i'm surprised a game like this or like this gaming company doesn't do it digital because they would have decent sound effects and decent writers and stuff to go along with it well that's because they actually are board game fans and this is just another excuse to get a booth at gen con they do have it's a video game just... too so yeah oh do they yeah there's a sign yeah, I video think... game so <laughs> all right uh but i know there's other ones uh, i assume will you were looking at mall peak no, that wasn't the other one I was looking at. Oh, All no. right. As usual, another, I another hit and a miss. Swing and a miss. Yeah. <laughs> Whiffed once again. Uh, Mall Peak. I'll talk about it then briefly. It's a new standalone. Oh, God. Stand- some reason, I thought we were talking about no longer games. So I was like, what is this? Is it like a table or something weird? Because I thought you're saving non-games. That's why I got No, confused. I'm still on games. Uh, Mall Peak sequel slash expansion to uh, Skulk Hollow from uh, Pencil First Games, which is like the Shadow of the Colossus-esque two-player game where one person is a big monster, the other player is all the little forest dwellers trying to take them down. And uh, this game, you know, it looks like it's it's another set of monsters that are compatible. You can actually use both boxes if you want and play a three- or four-player game. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but that sounds kind of interesting. Um, I haven't played enough of the first game to feel like I need more monsters in that box i'm like perfectly happy still with with that content but uh it's cool it's a it's a fun concept so there's that mm-hmm. uh i also saw this game called silicon valley which is I from saw that one that's from i just want to clarify grail games not holy grail <laughs> games which we were confused about last week this is grail games and it's, you know, you're all starting up your own little tech companies uh but sort of the an interesting gimmick in this one is 
say you have different projects for instance it might be a smartphone or a gaming system and the way you complete the project is you actually get little um little polyominoes little like you know a tetris a, a cube or an l shape and you have to fill in the spots on your card so there's like a mini game within a larger game of doing one of those while you're playing and it, it looks it looks kind of fun it looks cute uh, it does i, I kind of i saw the video of this too and it looks interesting like it, it, i kind of like the starting yeah. your own like it kind of reminds me of um oh, the one where you start a, a neighborhood S- suburbia yeah, has that sort of look to it, I think. Like that yeah. kind of feel, like you kind of build your own thing. Yeah, uh, that's Silicon Valley. What what other game did I miss that you... No, it wasn't a game. It was, that's why I was like, this oh, is at the I end. I thought maybe there were more games. No. Uh, uh, I mean, there are plenty of more games. Well, go ahead. What's, oh, yeah. the one, what's the one you had? The one that I saw that was really cute, it's called Faye and Frost Dice Advent Calendars. And I like the idea of an advent calendar that just has a bunch of dice in it boy <laughs> this look this is why it was like one of the ones that just caught me funny it had dragons on it all right i do like advent calendars that aren't just cheap candy but mm-hmm. i also like i i <laughs> i just threw away a bunch of dice right because i have a lot of dice from either <laughs> conventions or stuff that was free um i don't know like how many so you I, we all collectively have a lot of dice do you guys have a set that like this is my gaming set i i did uh it was my cthulhu dice but technically i mean it still works but my dog chewed oh no some of them so i'm like probably like i really should get a nice new set right John. like i have a bunch of d20s well, yeah, <laughs> not for the other ones. Yeah, I just, really with the- I just have a big cloth pouch with like just a bunch of random dice, not like an organized set or anything. I right. just dig into that when I when I need it. Mm. But yeah, so that's Fay and Frost dice advent calendars. Uh, the other one that I wanted to talk about is this one called Arcana. That's with the A.R. capitalized as in uh, augmented reality. This is an augmented reality platform for RPGs, sort of like a Roll20 or something like that, where you can play an, a role-playing, tabletop role-playing game, either online or in person with a tablet or device of some kind. But the gimmick is that you are looking through the screen of the device and seeing 3D terrain and models and all this stuff on your play space, on your table, so that everyone can see it. And you can even like, zoom in and look through the perspective of your character as you move around. And they say eventually they plan on it being compatible with AR glasses and headsets yes. uh, when, when those are released. <laughs> but right now they're just, they only show it off uh, using where you're just like holding up your iPad or whatever and looking through it. Uh, this is from my mirrorscape a company called mirrorscape it's uh has two hundred thousand dollars funded so far for a fifty thousand dollar goal and they clearly spent some money already because the host of the video is joe manganello known uh D- actor and D player yeah and he does the he does the whole thing does, goes a whole goes through a whole skit explaining how it works and how cool it is and everything and is he i did is he married to um What's her name from Modern Family? <laughs> Sophia Vergara? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> because in the background, you hear 
it's either her voice or someone who sounds just like her going like, Joe, it's time for dinner. <laughs> or whatever. Oof. Am I going to get canceled for that? It's the last episode I'm, anyway. I'm fine. I'm going to cancel you. <laughs> uh, I got to look this up because I was like, it's either her or someone who sounds just like her doing an impersonation. No, they are indeed. Uh, they are indeed married. Okay, because she has a distinct voice. <laughs> yes, that's a that, that's a voice that you know. Uh, so I was like, that's fun. Uh, you don't actually see her so in the video. This looks like so. Whenever we go to Gen Con, we see the giant table set up of the miniature towns. This looks like they just scanned those towns, and it looks really cool. Yeah, they actually they name some companies. It sounds like they are actually basing the terrain on actual the physical products that you can buy. So they're like partnering with those companies, uh, like the Dwarven Forge. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Bad that's – And, you know, the way they showed in the video, I was very much like, I don't want to be holding up my phone and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't – this seems like it maybe will be more cumbersome than it's worth. For me, it's interesting technologically just for I, – I want the goggles. Like I think once every, – if everyone's wearing glasses, right. then you've got something potentially really interesting here. Uh, or if you're like not playing in person, like using like a roll 20 or whatever, right. and everyone has VR helmets, right? The right. goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> they, they do something in this game. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, I mean, they even Joe Manganiello is even, he's not just like the, the mascot. They actually credit him as producer. Uh, oh no. I think they're just saying in general, he's a producer and a writer. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, it says, it says serves as creative director to mirror scape. So oh. I guess this is like his project. I had no idea, or at least in part. So the only thing I wait, like I, since they are working with people like fat dragon and, and people who make the actual terrain, it does look a little cartoonish or like maybe nineties era graphics the graphics are not that good <laughs> so and it, it unfortunately when you like get into like D D, it's like it's like world of warcraft era graphics it's i wish they were it does look like that i wish they were like a 3d render like something better it, it looks like what in a 90s movie when they would have a kid pretending to play a fake video game like what they <laughs> right, would show like, on the screen or like what they're in, like in VR, like they're in VR back then, running down a hallway. Yeah, and it's, it's clearly not even close to a real yeah. game running. Um, yeah, I think you know the, what makes it so tough, and also what makes things like this maybe less appealing is you want to have a variety of terrain and items available because everyone's running a different kind of campaign, right? But you can only do so much, so it's like. You either have a small selection of things that looks great or you have a lot of stuff that looks okay. Um, but I, like you said, if they're basing it off stuff that exists, then maybe that should be theoretically easier, I would think, to just scan it all in, perhaps. Right, because it could almost look real because they physically can scan this in. But they probably yeah. what they did was they probably used the 3D printer files and just put those into a digital aspect. Mm. Maybe it's proof of concept. Maybe that stuff will yeah. improve, but it looks like it's getting funded and it's, I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. Cause I do think AR could be really big for RPGs and all kinds of board games, but. Uh, oh, like, I, I cannot wait for just to see everyone angry about AR. Most just cause <laughs> they already hate apps. Meanwhile, I just, will you ever take them off? <laughs> No, I mean, that'll be game night where's your where i told you oh, I God. We, we have the one friend who won't have any <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we have to give him a laptop now how many uh larpers do you think will be upset at this because <laughs> this is Why? like 
crossing into that world of, well, you could be outside doing this. Is it warping? <laughs> the live action? Yeah. Yeah. You're, well, you're no, if anything, I think that they would find a way to like, it'd almost be like VR, like you, you load your model in. Hmm. So if, if it detects your glasses, it'll, you'll see the warrior, not you wearing. Okay. Mm, yeah. All kinds but of at the very least, it'll allow people who don't have the who who um who can't who like are more worried about building a nice piece of armor than having it get destroyed because it's made of foam or something. Right. And I'm also looking at these these AR glasses they have. Some of them are real, but I don't like does Apple have a proof of concept one yet? Yeah, no, I think they've announced they're working on it, but I have not followed it closely. And also the graphic for the the other glasses towards the bottom where they clearly use somebody's Facebook thing and they just kind of cross stuff out. <laughs> you know, you know, little, little jo- things like that bother me. Joe's busy. He doesn't have time to work on all that stuff. He's he made a video. He's happy with it. Got funded. All right. So that's Arcana. Uh, and that's our Kickstarter Pickstarter. You'll find links to those projects in the show notes. If you're interested in backing any of them for yourself, let's move on to the games we played at our latest game night. That's right. We did, in fact, all get together and have a real in-person game night. No AR or nothing. And played some games together. What's that? I had AR on. Oh, you did? (laughs) Yeah. What did it? How was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So I I, I played a game called uh, Cartographers as did both of you. Uh, we've talked about this before. Everybody knows what this is, I think. Roland Wright from Thunderworks Games set in the role-player universe where you're building your own map based on cards that come out with different shapes, and you have to draw those shapes on your map of different terrain types uh, to complete different goals. For instance, in this game, we wanted to have forests in rows uh, or we wanted to have clusters of the village type of terrain to get points and we also played with this was my first time and ivan's first time playing with the heroes expansion which includes um, some new maps as well as the hero cards which can fight monsters that other players might be drawing on your maps and such and uh the the new map we played on was also was new for all of us actually it had multiple islands Whereas usually you just get one big landmass, I think. And this one, you have different islands you can jump between to build your territory and such. Ivan, you had played Cartographers before or no? Was this your first time? I feel like I have played it, but it's it's been a while. Yeah. So Well, well how'd you like it? <laughs> I actually, it, it took me a little bit to get used to it and like having the the panic attack of trying to get stuff to fit into the map. But I really, it was a really good game. Yeah, uh, definitely. And and you, it's the. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I'm glad you feel like that way because I'm like I feel like man, this is the worst map to introduce people to, to this game. Like it is <laughs> so limiting. Now, before we played with the grid only, correct? Usually, square the base game. Yeah, as uh, it's pretty much just one big grid map with a couple maybe mountains and maybe something that blocks, like not too much. There are they added three, I think. I may maybe I'm missing, I'm forgetting one. New maps. This is one of them. The mm-hmm. like plane of knowledge or whatever. That's more islands. There's one that's like called the underground, in which the difference is you have to connect everything, which is a bit more of a pain, right. but uh, you still have a lot of space. And the last one is just a volcano that slowly destroys everything from the center. I definitely feel like everything was towards the end fairly even. 
Um, some like one or two, I think scores spiked towards the end, but everything, everybody who stayed kind of the same range of points, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, more, more or less. I mean, there was definitely some, some, you know, some people won, some people lost, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't anything crazy, especially considering, you know, uh, for me, I haven't played this game in a long time and most of the people at the table had never played it before. So, uh, and n- none of us had played on this map. So there was a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, getting used to the ins and outs of it again. I will say for me, uh, you know, Will's, t- you, you talked about, I think you did a review for the expansion. Did you, or did you just talk about it in the podcast? I don't know. Um, I, I but, can't remember, but, but that's, you, that's whatever. We, we won't dwell on that, but, uh, I remember, I think you were pretty positive on it. I, I felt like kind of like what you're saying, will for a new player for me as a lapsed player i could have used uh, it wasn't even the map so much it was like the fact it just occurred to me the fact i didn't play that map probably implies i didn't review it there you go that probably says something uh but like the the new hero cards as well as the new skills actions are available that you can spend coins on previously those were just for points for me it felt a little like I think this is an expansion I would want to play if I played cartographers every week and like really right. knew the ins and outs of it. But since I hadn't played it in a while, some of those elements were just like, I, it felt a little bloated to me. I thought it was just like, uh, this game was kind of uh, yeah. nice and uh, elegant before. I feel the other two maps feel more like, Oh look, it's a fun little thing because even if you can't, you have to touch the things, you still have a large space. Mm-hmm. and the volcano just is like oh man like it, it i i don't feel like this there's something with the islands and it felt so much limiting also the monsters aren't nearly as scary in some ways because of that well I, it's like where do i does, if you for anyone who doesn't know the monsters pretty much hurt you for every at the end of each round that have empty spaces next to them but since you're all on small islands they almost get cornered really fast how how does the does the island for you affect also the heroes? Because I found that the heroes and it seemed like the consensus at the table every time one come up, I came up, I was like, Ugh, I don't care about this. Well, <laughs> I, I that's what I think because the monsters weren't nearly as deadly, right? Like if but that you, was just by chance, right? Aren't the right, monsters... but the the whole point of the heroes are to deal with the tougher monsters they they added in. And did we so, not like, get the new monsters? No, you saw two of them. The zombie and the troll, the ones that sort of do extra stuff. Okay, yeah. But like, if they're on the other side of the map, and let's say you had you need to make diagonals, like on the certain goals, it could be so much worse. And you're like, oh, this hero came up just when I needed it. Mm. But because the islands are so small, it was pretty hard to actually get the hero to hit the monsters as well. And even then, you're like, oh, is that really <laughs> worth it? And I even feel because I feel like the the. Um the fighters they they didn't they came one after the other or like in one rapid succession oh yeah and it's like oh i don't need this anymore or like my zombies yeah. were trapped in a corner so i was like oh oh just wait until you get like three monsters in a row but i i feel like jonathan's right because like since it is such a small space you could just open up an island and just have like them go to one area i it's also like we weren't playing i guess as cutthroat as we could have even it. No, even if we were there, it was really hard to be like, I just think the monster, it, the only way the monsters are cutthroat in the Island one 
if you can't draw a monster or one of their available islands, then you can put it on an island that's far away. But right for the most part, I think all of us were like, I don't even think uh, unintentionally, just like, yeah, I'll keep this island if I need to. And like, oh, I can draw the thing there. Right. And that's what like, I kept doing in the game. I kept, so I had three islands um, for a while and just kept making sure I filled those before I opened up a new one. Yeah. Well, I think I just, the last time I played it, I opened up all the islands and just kind of started doing it randomly. Yeah. I just think, feel the heroes are really designed to be, to help when there are some deadlier monsters and the monsters lose a lot of their potency in right. the islands just because there isn't that space for them to, to grow or right. to, to ruin. Like, even if they take a space that you wanted, you're like, well, that's it. They took the space. They're not losing you points because they already, you already filled up the area. Now, I don't remember if I asked this or not, but if you don't have the physical space for the monster, do they just go on another island? That That's what I'm saying. Like, if there is no legal spot, then they go on one of the islands you can't go to. And that's like the one oh. time you can get in trouble. Okay. But my problem is it's that's such a simple thing to deal with. Right. Even like unintentionally. So really just, just to avoid the monsters, just fill up your islands. Or leave some kind of space there. Would you think you, maybe if you're playing with this map, just don't use heroes? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I would probably not use the Interesting. heroes. Okay. No. Uh, I think they're good for the other ones. Because they could be like, oh, thank God, this cleared up. I don't have to, I'm not forced to put a forest over there. Right. You know, if like you need your forest bunched up in a certain mm. way. Yeah. It's, I do think, I, uh, this map was, honestly, I would, I, uh, if someone asked, I wouldn't say no. But like, if they're like, Will, which map should we use? I don't think I'd choose this one. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I, th- I, I kind of liked the map, but I'm like the things I didn't like, it sounds like you think are an indirect result of the map. <laughs> so now I'm like, not sure, <laughs> but it, I, that wasn't the thing. I mean, maybe you could be me. wrong. That's just the way I felt like, okay, the hero, I guess I could, but like, I can see what you're saying about off. the maps. I mean, I mean about the uh, heroes, I, that makes sense that that would make them less effective. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we didn't use because we did. Um, the hero set doesn't use the runes from the core, and I wonder if that would change things too. Runes, yeah, because then you that would be a lot deadlier, mm. yeah. Which I, I did, yeah, I didn't, I, I kind of was like, what's the deal with the I wouldn't mind throwing the ruins back in there, but you can, there's nothing against it. I just like, I, I don't know this map, and I don't know how the islands are going, I don't want to have everyone have a bad time because of the ruins. <laughs> Uh, it is also like one more thing. That's that's it. Yeah. Just felt like there were so many little like, and here's a little of this, and here's this also, and here's this. It's like right. Oh, it's kind of a lot for for what's you know a relatively simple game, really. But anyway, uh, still still fun, still still a fun time playing it. And that's Cartographers. And then we went back to uh, one of our favorite games from the year it came out, Forgotten Waters from Plaid Hat Games which is a big story narrative heavy and app based pirate game where everybody is on a pirate ship and we're trying to complete some kind of an objective while getting into fights with sea monsters, exploring islands. And a lot of it is talking to an app, reading stories, making choices or rolling dice and getting uh, skill checks to see if you pass certain challenges based on your stats that you have which you can build during the game and you're also finding treasure uh it's also kind of like a worker placement game uh it's sort of the other aspect of the gameplay is 
each round there's a book and there are various actions you can take and every player has to place their standee on one of those actions to determine what they'll do for the round. Uh, but a lot of the game is, is heavily storytelling. If you haven't seen our reviews and all that stuff, it's a game we really, really liked. And uh, fi- this was our first time playing it in person, not using the online implementation. Actually, everyone touching physical game pieces. Is which, it really? Which is sad because we've been having game nights for a- almost a year now. So I'm uh, kind of sad that we haven't played it before now <laughs> in person because I love it so much. And in fact, so the, the way each scenario is set up is usually they expect you to play them in two parts. They're split into two sections, but everyone was, we finished the first section and everyone just kind of said, All right, yeah, let's just, let's just keep going. Let's just finish it off, which I was kind of glad about because I knew the likelihood of getting the same group together again <laughs> might've been hard. Right. <laughs> so I was glad to be able to just play through the entire scenario. Uh, and uh, I mean, I'll just start by saying I, I had a great time and I feel like, especially in person, I think what this game really does that I hadn't fully uh, metastasized, I don't know, <laughs> in my brain before was it really gives me the feeling of like playing a role playing game without all, any of the overhead of having a DM planning stats, combat, all that stuff. But the spirit of a tabletop RPG of exploring and encountering weird stories and worlds and rolling dice and hoping for a good result and all that stuff, which I don't think the game is advertised as. And I don't see many people talking about it as like being like a role playing game. Uh, but it, it, I, I got this like very fun vibe of us all sitting around the table, like just just having a great time, you know, playing a role <laughs> and rolling dice. Uh, so uh, I, I do think that, you know, as a result of us doing two of these in a row towards the end, it was like, you know, it was like 1 a.m. And it was a little bit like, OK, how many more fights do we have to go through? Are we <laughs> are we at the finale yet? Which, you know, is a risky run because we played it for like four hours straight or something at least so yeah. it is a lot of game but i still had a good time with it what about you ivan i really enjoy this game and i i, I thought we've played it in person at least once but no yeah i think this is it, our other our online plays were just so immersive you <laughs> believed it in your memory i mean it does when you play it online you do still like roll your own die and stuff Right. So maybe, you know, you still have like that physical memory of that. Right. But no, I, I, I love this game. And, um, you know, normally like I'm like tapped out of a game at like 1 a.m., but we're like, let's keep going. And I think we finally, what, we wrap it, wrap up at three. I think it was a little, maybe, yeah, maybe two or something. I was honestly shocked. I didn't think everyone would <laughs> be, would be willing to do it. But, right. And that's honestly, that shows how much this game holds up and how much this game like yeah ties people in yeah every everybody was was into it um well i think this was I, I think this was your number both of us was our number one or two that year S- still um maybe three maybe it dropped down to three uh still still feeling strong about it too over there oh yeah i mean <laughs> for a lot of things you said and not only that i forget who said someone said like while you're playing is this a sierra game and now i'm just like they, they should do a crossover. <laughs> yeah, like right. Sierra like it feel, and it didn't occur to me like, yeah, this hat, it's just like a, you know, with cantaloupe it feels like, 
Oh, oh, we definitely, it's occurred to you because when we interviewed uh, one of the writers and designers, oh, we, we okay, definitely talked about Monkey Island being an influence, which okay. is not a Sierra okay. game, but yeah. Right. Yeah. But you get that. It's a, that point and click humor. Oh, yes. And then like, Very much. yeah, the, uh, there's a gorilla swimming besides us. It's, right. it, and you you just accept what's going on in the, the story. Right. Like one of our characters uh, lost their clothing. And yeah. couldn't get clothing back for <laughs> most of the game. Yeah, I won't say how it happened because I don't want to spoil it, but uh, right. everyone did win except for me. <laughs> <laughs> I made a choice which, unbeknownst to me, resulted in me losing the game. But uh, I kind of, I like that. Yeah. Uh, not, that you, not that you lost. But <laughs> no, I, no, you like it. I like that, like, oh, cool, we're doing so well. And they kind of like, they flip a card over and it's like, nope, you lose. Yeah, and it, and it's funny because it's it's done in a in a fun spirit, and it's it doesn't feel bad because it's not like I just had the same experience as everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a funny. My one concern right now about this game is it comes with these different little booklets for your pirate character, and I'm worried both about running out of those and also just repeating those stories again, and everyone being like, "Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that pirate." I don't know how old that part will get over time, but. You know, and the one thing I could think that will get old would be the filling in the, um, the constellations. The yeah. yeah, but I feel like if you don't, I mean that that's the only way the story kind of moves on. But like, I feel like even if you don't do that, the story does the story add a lot to your character. I don't remember. Um, oh, it can unlock stuff. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, like, like, yeah, you can get, like, new stats and stuff or items, yeah. Because at one point, we weren't upgrading stuff, and then it started upgrading all at once, and then we kind of got ultra-powered. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the game was still very difficult. I was also, point. I definitely went a pretty easy on us in terms of uh, our timer for the round. You're supposed to be punished if everyone doesn't yeah. place their standees, and I was like, yeah, I'll just, you know, we have an extra 10 seconds, whatever. <laughs> well, all, especially with it becoming midnight we were kind of like okay yeah there are plenty of times i know like oh did we start <laughs> yeah i should have i you know probably if, if we hadn't if we had played it more recently i'd be like oh let's try to actually do this i think the most important thing of that is just so it doesn't take forever <laughs> to- well what does like if everybody doesn't put a thing down and the timer goes off you're just done no you, don't you, get you uh gain a threat I you think? gain a yeah it's okay. called discontent not discontent. not threat no Sorry. not as bad as that that would be very bad uh it's okay like a meter which can make your crew angry at you and stuff but yeah, and i yeah i feel like usually it was just because as ivan said more lateness and people didn't know we started kind of deal like usually it's like people are like hey you know we're doing oh okay uh i'll go there right (laughs) and the weird thing is too i feel like and maybe i'm wrong in previous games usually like the last two or one people depending on the scenario always get the red thing like the the must go to location i feel like those are still picked pretty early on (laughs) yeah they're like yeah i'll drive the boat people were interested in those uh those things that you could do yeah so still a good time. Forgotten Waters had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Will, I, I want to go to you. What's this other thing you've been playing? So the other thing that I finished playing and going through and will have a video out soon for is the Bat- Batman The Dark Knight Rises. This is a single player game. There's technically a versus two player game, but we're not going to talk about that because that's not really the point of this game. Uh, from Cryptozoic, and you play through the famous Dark Knight Rises storyline of Batman 
returning to Arkham out of retirement. You will play through you play through four chapters and each chapter you will move around the city trying to complete certain goals, usually finding clues to find the boss and defeat the boss. Wait, is this is this the Dark Knight Returns? Oh, did I mix it? I typed wrong in my name brain. Yes, Dark Knight Returns. Okay, okay. Rises is Sorry. the Nolan movie. Returns is the Frank Miller comic. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So I meant returns. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. Continue. Yes, this is the Frank Miller comic. So the game, the the way the game works is it's what's really fun about it is the board itself is dry erase. And each round in in for each book, you actually are told to like you need to spawn seven guys, but you're gonna write next to the board how many you're spawning. So you know you need to spawn some like some mutants, some cops, and some press. So you're if you are like, oh, you know what? Uh, we have a lot of mutants on the board, and I can't deal with that, so I'll only put one there. But that means I need to spawn, spawn more cops and press. So there's a fun little planning there. And at the start of each round two, you're actually going to draw from an action deck. You're going to draw a total of 12 cards, but three at a time. Two you keep, and one you put in an event deck. The event deck having a bad thing that happens. So weirdly enough, this game does a really good job of capturing that, you know, Batman prep time. <laughs> you got time to plan. Yeah, you literally know what's coming. So you have to think and plan around. They're like, okay, I really want to keep this card because it's good. Or most usually how I played the game. Oh, that's a bad event. I can't, I can't put that in the event deck. That, <laughs> that, that will end poorly for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's the, this is. I mean, what would you compare this to? Does it feel like any other game? Weirdly enough, if I had to compare it to something, I'd actually compare it to buying an actual like like a collection of the comics or like a Blu-ray DVD. That's what it felt like. You the four chapters are not like it. You could get through one day if you really pushed yourself, but I would not suggest that. <laughs> it feels like the kind of thing you have on your shelf. Like you play through the story and you know how so many times you talk, like we talk, we talk about things like Gloomhaven or something and it's like over 50 missions, you know, hours upon hours of gameplay. <laughs> yeah. This feels more like Cryptozoic trying to merge that collectible and game. Like, yeah, you know, it's the story. That's you, cool. You play through the, the adventure of Batman. And I sort of like it like that, especially being single player. Yeah. Like, you, you get a, a good serving. It's like going through a long movie. Yeah, it's long, but you feel good at the end usually. <laughs> yeah, it's a mini series as opposed to an ongoing season of television. <laughs> right. And I think it really worked well. And like I said, with the dry erase board, not only is that the, the, the thing I mentioned before with the characters, but I mean with the enemies, you will be, you have a map, 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 a map of Gotham picture like, uh, you know, um you know, pandemic map. Mm-hmm. And plenty of times, you know how you've been like, oh, my God, there's it's just going to take me like four turns to get to Africa from uh, um, North America. Yeah. You'll through between each round and some cards, you'll actually get to draw lines so you can make new pathways. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it actually becomes really fun to be like, oh, now, oh, thank God. Now I can get across here. But enemy that gives access to some enemy things, too, that move around. So you have to be careful. Hmm. Uh, so this I, sounds really cool to me. It, it was honestly, I really think <laughs> it, it wasn't just a like, oh look. I mean, definitely, if you're a Batman fan, especially you know Frank Miller Batman, this seems perfect. But 
this feels like what I want more. Like I feel so long. We've seen these campaign games that are so big and huge, but I felt like as from a single player perspective, this was rewarding. There is one big problem. I won't say too much on because honestly, just like, you know, buying a comic or DVD, Jonathan, I wanted to lend this to you so you can play it. I think you'll just have fun playing it. Um, and by the way, you can save in between, but it does require pretty much taking a photo with your phone and it, uh, I'll actually get to that in a bit in a second, but combat does come down to dice rolls. And I will say the final fight, which I guess it's not too much spoilers for you, Jonathan, since I think, you know, the Frank Miller story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a bit anticlimactic because the enemy dice somehow rolled perfectly for me. Like I never got hit <laughs> almost. Huh? Um, but all said and done, it still was, I think, a fun experience, especially if you are the kind of person's story. The one thing, other thing that bothered me where I wanted to get to is everything. I don't know if you've seen the size of this box, Jonathan. It, it looks um, sizable. It is, because I think it's cryptozoic. Like, this is a collectible you put on your shelf. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, that's, you know, yeah. the Dark Knight Returns. And the rule books are the same size of the box. <laughs> like, I had them on my couch <laughs> while playing the game. <laughs> It's one of those times where, like, I get it, but you really didn't need to go that deluxe. So it's like unfurling a scroll. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, that's. But um, overall, like, yeah, I think actually a fun experience. I don't know if it can be implemented for other properties and stuff, but it's the exact kind of solo storytelling I sort of like because it wasn't 50 things long as you said it was a mini series and it's a good story i think that's part of it too you know it's based off frank miller what is probably would you say that's the most important batman comic it's certainly one of the top three <laughs> so like it, 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 it i think that's what if it didn't have a good story maybe it wouldn't work but having a great story that you play through that doesn't take months to complete yeah. is pretty good yeah, sounds cool. It wasn't really on my radar, but it sounds like something I'd really enjoy. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I remember when the Kickstarter came out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know the story. Like, I didn't read, I haven't read it, but like, yeah. oh, it sort of looks cool. But playing, I'm like, this is the exact kind of thing I want to see more of, just not, it, it could fit in a smaller box. Right. <laughs> well, that's Batman, The Dark Knight Returns. Not Rises. <laughs> the game, yes, not, not Rises. Don't rent that one by, by mistake. Uh, I also quickly have one thing that I uh, was doing on my own. It's more board game adjacent, but it's a, a book that I kickstarted, probably talked about it on the show called Letters to Margaret, which is a graphic novel crossword puzzle hybrid. And uh, this is from Lone Shark Games, who they also did like the maze of games. They've done some other like of these kind of puzzle books. And the idea is it's a graphic novel. It's a comic. But at the beginning of each chapter, there's a crossword puzzle and you don't need to do the crossword puzzles. They're completely optional. It's not like you need to do them to understand the story or anything like that. But the story of the comic is actually about crossword puzzles. It's about people who love crossword puzzles. And for instance, the maybe the puzzle you do is meant to be from the New York Times. And then you'll see the characters in the course of that chapter doing the puzzle or talking about the puzzle or referencing a specific clue, making a joke about it. So you kind of get this enhanced sort of experience. Like you've almost like you've sort of been in their world a little bit, which is kind of neat. And just, you know, in general, 
they're decent crossword puzzles. I think in the book, they're not uh, a couple of them, like towards the end will challenge you. If you're like a real crossword expert, this isn't going to be probably what you want. If like you, there are other crossword puzzle books that will be more up your speed. Uh, but, uh, for me as a more casual crossword person, they were fine. And, and I enjoyed doing them. The, uh, graphic novel itself is about these two characters. They're in college and each, each side of the book is actually, if you flip it upside down, you can re- you read the same story from two different perspectives, which is another kind of interesting gimmick. Uh, and th- one of them is a, an online blogger. And the other one is a teacher's assistant. And there's just a lot of pretty heavy handed uh, discussion of like the one character calls people snowflakes and she's also an atheist. But this other character is a vegan and they get into arguments about being offended by stuff and PC culture. And (laughs) it's I found it a lot of it kind of cringeworthy and I honestly kind of hated these characters. <laughs> like I really <laughs> didn't, even though like this, the art is pretty good and it's like the story is okay. It's just sort of this like little cute rom-com, which for some reason happens to have obscure trivia about crossword puzzle designers from like the sixties and stuff. Um, like it's a cool concept, but ooh, if you're someone, if, if any of that sounded at all, like something you might not enjoy, there's a good chance people, some people like would really hate the story of this. I think uh, it's like a very specific kind of zoomer <laughs> slash millennial <laughs> sense of humor. Uh, so some of that was a little much, but an interesting book, and I kind of enjoyed it. I don't know now, though, like what I'm going to do with this thing, because, you know, I've filled it in all in pencil, but return it. <laughs> yeah, I can't like. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's interesting. You can I think you can just buy it now. I'm not sure it was on Kickstarter. Letters to Margaret. Now, oh, how yeah. did you find out about this? I just saw it on Kickstarter, I think, because I maybe had backed one of their projects before. And okay. like I said, they have done these other puzzle books that I enjoyed and I like that sort of thing. I don't remember, like I went back to look at the page and it's pretty upfront about the content of the comic. And I was like, did I read this? <laughs> I <don't remember. laughs> Maybe I just saw like, you see, the, there's your problem. You never read what they're offering. You just see a Kickstarter and just say, bye. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't regret playing it. Like I enjoyed my time with it, but yeah, it was a little like some of these things are kind of, I'm not sure. Right. Uh, but I don't know. Check it out. It, it's a cool concept at the very least. Okay. Now it's our final episode of the, sh- of the show. I'm yes. I'm sorry to say it, but I could not let you leave without one last extravagant board game game. And of course there's only one way to, to close out our podcast. There's only one game that I think could do it. And that is with the game that started at all actually it didn't start. I don't think it was in our first episode, but it's, it's infamous. And that's my favorite game. Name the game wherein I am going to present our contestants, Ivan and will with a series of clues that all point to a single board game. There are three clues for each board game. After each clue, you will have the opportunity to guess what this game is. If you get it right after if, the earlier you get it right, the more points you will get if you fail all three clues the other player will have a chance to steal and guess what they think it is uh and and the clues of course are slightly obscure but they may get a little easier the more they go is it legendary 
I'm afraid it is not time for you to guess yet. So it's not going to be permitted. It's not a as jackal either. As he's e- erasing, because <laughs> Legendary was one of them. <laughs> so Ivan, uh, of course, as the, as the guest on the show this week, uh, we'll start with you. We understand the rules. We know how this is going to go. I do want to preface this by uh, saying I'm going to lose. Uh, traditionally, or I should say in the past, historically, um, the contestants have struggled with this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, you'll be in good company, but I don't know. We'll see this week. I think maybe maybe there's some that you'll get and it won't be as hard as you think. But I don't know. It all depends on how you can just oh. play for my twisted mind. All right. Oh, that's that's the one thing I can do. <laughs> so uh, here we go. First clue for your first game, Ivan. By the way, there's three games for each of you. So uh, three total rounds, six games, different games. Okay. All right. First clue. This game probably wouldn't exist without a man named Ronald D. Moore, a writer whose work includes a story credit on Mission Impossible 2. Huh. Uh, no idea. No guess. Not even a stab. Not even a stab. That's fine. Maybe. Uh, mm. The name sounds really familiar. And I feel like I've seen something recently that he's done. <sighs> Was there a Mission Impossible board game? Probably, but Probably. I'll take that as your guess and that's not the answer. Okay. <laughs> All right, but that's okay. That's okay. Ronald D. Moore, writer. Mission Impossible 2. Here's your second clue. This game would feel right at home in multiple decades. The 70s, the 2000s, and uh, soon, even the 2020s. I think I know what it is. If you have a guess, put it forward. Me? Yeah. I'm not going back and forth? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you, he only gets the steal if you get all three wrong. Yeah, okay. You're each gonna get. You each get to guess the game by yourself. <laughs> okay. What? Okay. What are the decades again? The seventies, the two thousands, soon, as, as it seems, even the twenty twenties. Okay. I'm guessing one of two space themed shows. You said soon, not cur- Battlestar. The answer is Battlestar Galactica, the board game. That's correct, which is uh, has been on the table for a while for another new movie reboot in the near future. Ronald D. Moore is the uh, head creator, writer, guy behind the reboot. He's also done a lot of work on Star Trek. In fact, Mission Impossible 2 is the only writing credit I probably could have given you that wouldn't have given it away. (laughs) I was going to guess Star Trek, but Star Trek is, you would have said, currently in production yeah well and and i was i was i knew there was a chance if you knew the name ronald moore we were done (laughs) so i was really (laughs) i was really banking on you not knowing it off the top of your head (laughs) because uh yeah because let me tell you certain big battlestar fans know that name now was the original in the 70s i thought it was 1980 1978 was the original oh but didn't they do battlestar 80 like wasn't there a yeah i think there was another you're you're probably right you're probably right (laughs) uh all right so ivan you're on the board with two points that's pretty good now are you including the mini series (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's a real shame that the battlestar board game didn't really expand into all the other battlestar shows and stuff yeah we want the 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 original cylons i'm sure someone's made a homemade 
I would play that. <laughs> All it right. needs to be as cheesy. But now right. we're going over to Will for your first set of clues for your first game. Clue number one. The concept behind this game has its roots in ancient cultures and religions. It's been portrayed hundreds of times over the course of centuries. Uh, all right. I'm going to have to still stick with legendary. <laughs> no, uh, is, is it, is it a uh, poker? It is not poker, mm. not poker. All right. Here's your second clue. Do we need to, I'll put in a sound of, eh. <laughs> thank you. I, I mean, I do. There you go. I still have there the family go. feud put into the soundboard. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm not going to do that anymore. Okay. Second clue. When this game was released, Bill Clinton was our president. Ariana Grande was just born and Jurassic Park was lighting up the box office. Could you repeat the first clue? The concept behind this game has its roots in ancient cultures and religions has been portrayed in hundreds of different iterations over the course of centuries. What in the... Oh, and this came out when Clinton was president. Ariana Grande was just born in Jurassic Park, lighting up the box office. Oh, God. Um... Clue? <laughs> Are you asking me for another clue or it's your guess? No, no. I mean, <laughs> that was a, a poor guess at the game. Uh, unfortunately, no. The answer is not clue. But that's okay. I have one more clue for you. Oh, boy. Don't be fooled by this designer's name. This game has nothing to do with lasagna, and it's perfectly safe to play on Mondays. Oh, that you know that I'm terrible at names. That should have been the first one. Uh, wow. Not the way I'm seeing it. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't have a Rolodex for names. Like, if someone says a name, I might remember, but I can't pull a name out of thin hair. Oh, no. Well, uh, think about the clue. This game has nothing to do with lasagna, and it's perfectly safe to play on Mondays. Well, the author's name has the designer's name. That's right. Designer. Sorry. And the game. Neither of them are related to lasagna or Mondays. Oh, so it can't be Pasta Hunters. Um, <laughs> I won a game that has to do with lasagna on Mondays. There's got to be a Garfield game. Oh, God. <laughs> Go on, say it. Oh, we've broken him, folks. <laughs> this, 51 episodes. This is, this is the end. Then you're like, say it. <laughs> let's, let's have a guess. Is it Magic the Gathering? That's right. It's Magic the Gathering, which, of course, is based on Magic, released in 1993, and uh, Richard Garfield, the designer. Not an orange what? cat. I thought I was thinking like a name that like ha- like rhymed with lasagna. It's <laughs> like oh, what designer sounds like lasagna. Yeah, if I someone says lasagna to me, the first thing I think is Garfield. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, right. it makes sense uh, now, but just the way you were like, contrary his name is name doesn't do. I'm like oh, so like so I helped Eric Lang. <laughs> like I like. All right. I just well, assumed you thought new Garfield, so I'm like oh, I can make a Garfield joke right here. Oh, I didn't even hear you make a Garfield joke. You made a Garfield joke? All right, anyway. Um, so, it's just uh, worse of how I found out. It's like, 
It's I'm a, sure there's a Garfield game. There were some people <laughs> screaming at you, I think, especially since, you know, it's your favorite game. <laughs> hey, no, it's not number one. <laughs> right. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, don't, don't fret. You're on the board with one point. You're only one point behind Ivan, but we're going back to Ivan now for round two. Ivan, here's your first clue. This game, and con- contrary to Battlestar, uh, is not based on a movie or a TV show, but it does feature a role that's been previously portrayed on screen by actors like Alan Rickman and Ben Mendelsohn. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> no guess. All right. I like the confident no guesses. I, 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 you know, I admire it. You know, you're like, well, why should I? Let's just go on. All right. Yeah, you're ahead anyway, right? You don't need to. Right. I can, you know. You don't need to catch up. All right. Clue number two. If this game were a McDonald's Happy Meal, it might include some spicy nuggets, perhaps a packet of sliced fruit for a healthy option. Uh, what? (laughs) What are the, what were the actors again? Alan Rickman and Ben Mendelsohn. I'm just going through what it's not something to do with Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> no, that, was, that wasn't related to Harry Potter. That was just a, hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. Wait, 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 wait. See, the only things that pop out of my head with him in it would be Die Hard and Harry Potter, which is terrible. And I think that's, that's probably true for most people. All right, next next clue. All right, here we go. Third clue. If this game were a social media network, it would be Snapchat because it's all about the snap and the chat, not necessarily in that order. What? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to give it at least one guess. I'll summarize I the do. clues. Features a role portrayed by Alan Rickman and Ben Mendelsohn. If it were a Happy Meal, it would have spicy nuggets and sliced fruit. And it's all about the snap and the chat. Ben Mendelsohn. I'm going to say the Harry Potter game. (laughs) It is unfortunately not the Harry Potter game. Will, do you think you have a steal here or are you also, uh, can I, dark? sorry, just hear those clues like one more time. Yes, of course. Features a role portrayed by Alan Rickman and Ben Mendelsohn. If it were a happy meal, it would have spicy nuggets and sliced fruit. If it were a social media network, it would be Snapchat because it's all about the snap in the chat. Um, spicy nuggets and sliced. <laughs> going out in a good uh, episode folks i think i'm gonna just guess a uh the rick and morty game <laughs> <laughs> no no szechuan sauce on this one it is not the rick and morty game uh oh, let me let me spell it out for you folks alan rickman and ben mendelson both appeared in different adaptations of the robin hood story oh you're right <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Playing the Sheriff of Nottingham. Uh, of course, if we're happy, we'd have some apples. smuggled pepper, chicken, apples, and you snap your pouches open, and then you chat about whether or not they should open them. Okay. 
that one was a little little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is round two, baby. I know. Things heat up in round two. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're going back to Will now. We'll see if he finds his equally as challenging. Snap. Uh, Will, here's your first clue. Okay. Is it legendary? Some vocabulary you might want to brush up on before playing this game. Uh, hypsometry, neat line, graticule. Uh, um, say those again. Hypsometry, neat line, graticule. Is it cosmic encounter? It's not cosmic encounter. Uh, by the way, there's a chance I mispronounced some of those words. Second clue. You're talking to us. Second clue. The world of this game is fictional, but it does share some elements in common with jolly old England. Is fictional, but it shares elements with England. Mm-hmm. So think about think about England. <laughs> I mean, I always do. I, me too. Me too. Letters to Whitechapel? No, it is not the uh, fictional <laughs> setting of Letters to Whitechapel, but, but but good guess. Good guess. All right. Final clue. While not required to play, uh, your experience with this game could benefit from a trip to the Crayola factory. Uh, cartographers? That's right. It's cartographers. The world of which, of course, has a queen, just like England. And oh, hypsometry, yeah. neatline, and graticule are all cartography terms. terms. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is where my brain went, John, <laughs> just quickly. Because so the terms like, oh, this sounds like all like stuff I need to know for a big space game. <laughs> but like he's choosing games that we know that we love. <laughs> yeah. And then the second one, I almost said instead of white chap, I was like, is is it? like twilight imperium like is this just because it, there's war <laughs> no i'm thinking more just the one you spread everywhere and conquer everything right mm. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly i was a little worried about this because i i wrote these clues before our game night and i thought having played it so recently it might be in your head and you might get it faster but i didn't have to worry <laughs> nope oh no you you don't have to worry this brain no work right now you are tied up two for two as we head into the final round uh here's your last set of clues ivan Mm. Clue number one. Believe it or not, this game debuted the same year as the original Battlestar Galactica TV show, and it's still being sold and played today. So the original, like the 70s era Battlestar. That is correct. Like how I tied them all in. I do. (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons? Not Dungeons and Dragons. I think that was a little okay. earlier, but no, you're pretty you're pretty spot. Yeah. Uh, no, pretty good. Good guess. Good guess. Uh, clue number two. Waka Waka, not Fozzie Bear, Pac-Man <laughs> does not feature in this game, but it does seem like a game he'd be pretty good at. Okay. <laughs> um no my brain is i'm i'm, I'm it's fine so this getting is, there this is an older game and it seems like pac-man would be pretty good at it right because there's mazes and ghosts neither confirm nor deny that's fine i'm just talking out loud because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dead air is bad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's legendary oh is it legendary no that's how i guess 
because I feel like there's probably a Pac-Man game that came out that same year. <laughs> but this does not feature Pac-Man. Right. Is it Puck-Man? Uh, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> oh. I was going to say another Peterson game, but I can't remember off the top of my head. He does have a couple old ones. Yeah. So no guess? No guess. All right. Well, three, baby. Here comes clue number three. The focus of this game is on an animal, one of only two species in its family. Its name is derived from the ancient Greek for river horse. Huh. That kind of broke my brain more. (laughs) (laughs) Game's about an animal. Right. Ancient Greek for river horse. Let's let's hear all three again. Came out the same year as Battlestar, still around today. Pac-Man, not in the game, but he would be pretty good at it if he were to play it. And it's about uh, an animal. Uh, the name of which derives from the Greek for river horse. River horse. I'd have to give up. That means Will has the chance to steal. Do you have a guess, Will? I, I do, in fact. And it really was that last clue because I, I, I was actually seeing some weird old cherry picking game I remember as a kid. I ho cherio. But river horse. There's only one animal I can think of like that, which is much bigger than a horse, and that is a hippo. Okay. So this must be hungry, hungry hippos. That's correct. It's hungry, hungry Uh-oh. hippos. Because Pac-Man would be good at eating up all those little white. Pellets. Well, that's why I thought the cherry thing first. I'm like, okay, what, what, what? Where do we eat things? I went a different way. I was go because I was like, okay, Pac-Man goes around in like mazes. Actually, I want to look it up now. Is it called? So is it like a maze game? So I'm like, okay, is it like a... There is Magic Maze. Right. Hi-Ho Cherio was the game I was thinking of. Yeah, didn't I say it just now? Hi-Ho Cherio, yeah. I didn't hear you say it, so... (laughs) Yeah, I used to And then I'm like, is there like a maze something? Maze, but... Mm, That means that unless Will fails all three clues of the next game and Ivan steals it, he has one. But Mm. he's still got to fight for this. So here it is. Final set of clues for you, Will. Your first clue is game. <laughs> um, is it the game? It is not the game. I had to. I mean, like, I really, I was so hoping that you were like, yes, I just said the name of the game just to see if you'd guess it. Are you ready for your second clue? Yes. Your second clue is word. Is it Wordle? <laughs> I'm going to allow you another guess because it is not. It is an actual board game. Okay. If you would like another guess. Yes, I would love another guess. It is not, it is not Wordle. It's a, it's is it a, Scrabble? It's not Scrabble. Oh, that was my guess. Maybe Ivan will steal this one. We'll see. Your third and final clue. Party. A word party game. Um, God, I, I know I'm going to, I'm trying to think of all the word games that I love. 
<laughs> I just imagine Jonathan's doing the the Mr. Burns fingers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh man. Um, the highlight of my week. <laughs> sorry. You know what? Is it apples to apples? It is not apples to apples. Well, Ivan, give them to me, baby. You can try to tie this up if you think you have an answer. Clues in order: game, word, party. Boggle. It is not boggle, which means Will wins the game three to two. <laughs> oh man, what 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 was the what is the game? You'll notice that all of those clues have something in common. Word, the fact that party, per, word, and party, game. and game. Something about the structure of them. They haven't come. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. That that's good. Yeah, you want to say it? <laughs> One word. Well, almost. Well, but that yes. Was, <laughs> just, I mean, that was the thing. Oh yes, but, right. Yes, that is the thing. Ju- just one. <laughs> the game is just one. Mm. The party game all about just saying one word. I I got thrown off a little bit because <laughs> what I was thinking, Jonathan, when it was like, because that's why I went word. I'm like, oh, it's number of letters. Uh, like, party. <laughs> I thought once you heard number two, I thought it would click. But that's what I always yeah. think about this game is I, I'm like worried they're too easy and then everyone struggles. <laughs> well, I had a great time. I'm glad that we got to go out on that close game. Good match. What's great is, though, I feel like you just taunted both of us like these. I didn't just choose some weird games that we played once or twice. <laughs> right. These are all these, like, these were soft great hits of our game group. <laughs> and they just wah, wah. <laughs> it's true. I really I almost tried to cater it to you. Uh, well, I even got Battlestar. That was kind of his. A little bit of his gimme there, uh, which, by the way, the third clue you didn't hear uh, would have been how that it has nothing to do with coffee in spite of a character's name. So, mm. yeah, maybe that would have helped you out, too. All right. Anyway, that's our board game game. Well played. And that's it for this final super packed episode of the Roll for Crit podcast. I don't know. I don't I, we don't need to uh, rehash everything. We have a whole video saying goodbye to everybody uh, where we also talk about where you can find us in the future, particularly Ivan and me, but Ivan, since you're our guest, why don't you go ahead like normal and tell the people where they can follow you? Well, I gave my whole list on the, the video, which you guys should check out over at but I did just upload a new video today over on the snack guy channel on YouTube. It's a brand new episode where I review Krispy Kreme donuts. I got to see it, which I have never had before. What's wrong with you? Huh. I've, we were a Duncan family. <laughs> that, that, that is very weird because well, to me, course. I was late to the, you know, to the Krispy Kreme, but that's because I was from the West Coast. But that's weird because there's Kr- Krispy Kreme is now known over on that coast. I thought it was more, maybe it's more of a Midwest thing. I maybe because I always well, knew it's something like I heard about <laughs> when I went to New Jersey. Well, they started in North Carolina in 1937. All right. Save it for the video. Now, uh, so that's check that out. Of course, we'll have links to where you can follow him. Uh, And yeah, this this is our last podcast episode. Roll for Crit will be carrying on. You'll be able to find it, as always, at rollforcrit.com and our YouTube channel and our socials at Roll for Crit on Twitter and Instagram and everything else, twitch.tv slash Roll for Crit Live. All that good stuff. Um, but it's going to be uh, Will handling all that stuff from now on. If you want to follow just me, 
then you can do it by going to my website, jonathanestes.com. You'll find all my links to all the other writing and videos and projects that I'm currently working on. And anything maybe that will crop up in the future, you could follow me on Twitter also at, at Quentz. And we'll put all those links in the description, of course, for you to follow. Uh, and and go check out that video if you're still confused and you want to know what's going on. Uh, the long and short of it is that the two of us are leaving and doing different things and we'll stay in. But uh, you can check out that video. And we've already received tons of really nice comments from people. So thank you to anybody who's listening who left a comment or anyone else who's supported us over the years. Or, or if you just listened to this podcast and you just found it in the last year when we launched it and you've never even watched our channel. Thank you right. for listening all this time because uh, I am personally really proud of the the podcasts that we have made in the past year. I think we've had some amazing guests. I think we've had a lot of fun uh, playing games and having discussions like, like we've had this episode. So We're strictly only talking about the board game games. Yeah, right. That, I mean, that... That is literally what I was referring to. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were just talking about all the board games we played over. No, no. I, I was complimenting myself. I think they're this good. board game game was supposed to be fun? <laughs> well, for me. For me. Oh, no, I, I enjoyed it. The, the one I will say I missed the most, Jonathan, which probably is maybe your least because it's the least gamey in a way, was the Make a Game Night. Oh yeah, the, the the board game drafts. No, I, yeah, no, those yeah. those are oh. always good in terms of prep. <laughs> yeah, the name of the game takes a lot longer for me to come up with. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, some. Now, yeah. How long uh, did we go a full year? I think it was just. I don't remember when the full announcement was, but there's 52 weeks in a year. We did 51 episodes plus. We had at least one or two weeks where we put up like bonus Gen Con episodes and also like a Patreon episode. So I think it's maybe just been like just over a year since we launched. Because I'm, I think we did take breaks for holidays. I don't remember. Not many, but yes, I think there's one or two in there. So right. yeah, we didn't quite hit 52 episodes, but just about a, just about a year's worth of podcasts. Nothing to sneeze at. And Not all, at all. Yeah, all that stuff will be there for you if you want to keep listening to it <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> I don't know. The news will be outdated, but I don't know. Maybe it'll be fun for you. Uh, all right. Any final words, gentlemen? Also, if you want to support our Patreon, there will be one more big final uh, episode with all three of us talking about all kinds of nonsense over there this month at patreon.com slash roll for crit. Anything else before we take off? Uh, no, just a thank you to everyone who uh, commented in the YouTube video. And uh, bye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you'll still see, be seeing me, but, you know, keep playing games and uh, check out their uh, both Jonathan and Ivan. Don't forget, just because they don't have board games, they still are quite entertaining. Yeah. And also, uh, though, I do warn you in advance for both of them. They uh, make sure you're 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 not hungry. Mm, they yeah, talk a lot sure. about good food stuff. Yeah. Don't don't come in with an empty stomach. You'll go out and buy all those crispy creams. All right. Uh, that's it, everyone. Thank you so much for everything. And and yes. also thank you to all our guests and our current guest, Ivan. And thank you to Will. And thank you to me. And thank you to Roland, who is currently dead in a cave. And might come Maybe back. resurrected, but in a weird way. Yeah. It says, it's kind of like a metaphor for, <laughs> for everything we're going through right now in a lot of ways. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, everybody. I'm Jonathan. I'm Will. I'm Ivan. <laughs> this has been Roll for Crit.